Hey girls, hey, uh, this is Marcus G, and welcome to the OMG Podcast. Uh, my guest this week is a new friend I've made this year. I think I spoke about this on the podcast a few times about making new friends, but this is a new friend of mine. His name is Jeb Blunt, which I think is the most amazing last <laughs> name I've ever heard, and I want it myself, but that's Can't neither here it. nor there. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so Jeb is here today, uh, and we've got some things we're going to discuss. Um, I think if you guys seen any, there's a gnat in here, so that's cute. Um, I guess if you guys have seen any of the social media posts about the show this week, you know that we are talking about religion. So just a heads up this discussion. Uh, we're going to get a very hands-on with that topic, and we're going to grapple with some things. That, But that's going to be more towards the end of the show and in the questions section. But for now, we're going to just hop into some of the news from this past week. Mm. So is Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I was like, is there something you also want to say? Anyway, news. Yeah. So... Um, it would not be an OMG episode if we didn't talk about Beyonce, I feel like, um, <laughs> because uh, she's the only thing that's important to me. So she performed at Coachella, and it was nothing short of one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. And I think it was really cool because she also – and, you know, free, feel free to chime in and hop in whenever you want, Jeb. Uh, she no, also – No, talk. Um, okay, but the point of you being here <laughs> is to also talk. <laughs> anyway, um, but – so Ash, so Beyonce is the first black woman to Oof. ever headline Coachella, which is crazy because Coachella's been around for a minute. So she uh, made sure to note that when she was saying she was like, you know, Coachella, thank you for letting me be here. I'm the first black woman to do this. But ain't that about a bitch? And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Call them out while you're on their stage she taking their coin. She looks so good, though. Um, <laughs> she looks beautiful. She looks so good. I'm going to cry about it. Every single outfit, a hit. There was not a single one of them that wasn't good. And the fact that she basically recreated, not even basically, she 100% recreated an HBCU experience. And I think it's really, really cool because Coachella is a pretty white festival. Um, and that was evidenced by when uh, she was doing the swag surf in one of her songs and literally nobody in the crowd was moving. Um, and d if you play that song in a room full of black people, it's about to go down. You know what I mean? Like that, like the same way, like, so like white people love, I was talking about this last night, the remix to Ignition, like that's y'all shit. When Swag Surf comes on, it's over. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a group, it's a whole group thing going on, blah, blah, blah. And the crowd was just standing there. And I was like, wow, y'all are truly disappointing. Not only me, but Beyonce. Um, <laughs> and you got to go home and tell your mother that, but that's okay. But she was, she kept performing. It was a very she black got, performance. She like got every, paid. She, so. At the end of the day, she got paid. Yeah. So after this amazing uh, thing, I was thinking, I was like, she's <coughs> gearing up to release new music because it's um, summertime and she's going on tour again with that guy, Jay-Z. Um, she's going on tour with <laughs> him. Guy. I don't even want to talk about him. Uh, when he came on stage, that was like the worst part of the whole performance. One, because he <laughs> just can't keep up. He can't. He, he had a hard time breathing. I think he forgot some of his lyrics at one point. And it's like, no shade to Jay-Z because he's on stage with Beyonce. And she held the vocals the whole two hours. There was not a single note that was out of place. Much like when I saw her in concert, y'all. Like, I kept before because i never seen her live before so when i did go i was like maybe like just maybe she won't hit a note or she'll sound a little t i mean bl blasphemous thinking from the get-go but i <laughs> yeah, was like yeah, just yeah. i was like just maybe like it won't be like i'm hyping it up to be there was not a single note that she did not hit she didn't sound tired her vocal control beyonce's vocal control is out of this world i did i uh, looked this up a few years ago how dare you doubt her i know I, I'm fake. It's fake as a fuck. I can't even believe I did that. Um, but you. then I went and she completely changed everything. So I was like, I don't even know why I doubted you to begin with. I'm so <laughs> sorry. But I read a couple years ago that 
and they like find it in like singers who can who have more vocal control and can you know hit higher notes and go longer they have like just bigger lungs a little mm. bit and i'm like beyonce must have superhuman lungs because she's giving us choreography and everything while she's it's also crazy. singing and and not one I, I can barely go up a flight of stairs and <laughs> say hey to someone but they're yeah. going hey hey yeah what's and up you know what i mean and when you sing and you move you mm -hmm. you you're like, voice jumps. <laughs> thank it's, it's you. Not, like, even in the not, shower, yeah. I can't even maintain vocal control. And here she is putting on a whole two-hour performance, and everything was perfect. And then, so not even that, she gave us the Destiny's Child reunion that we truly, truly deserved. <laughs> so, um, I, I just, I couldn't even. I was getting my whole life as I was watching <laughs> it. Um, first of all, bringing Michelle back. Michelle does not get the credit she deserves. Okay, people uh, hate on Michelle a lot because she's one of the more conservative ones and after she left the group she went and got really involved with the church and she's still been putting out bops okay say yes was a bop so we're gonna give michelle williams her props but everyone's just always like she's not as good as kelly and beyonce and blah 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 and that's just not true okay so justice for michelle and kelly Rowland, and they all still look like they're 23 like they have not aged a single day. They look amazing. They really do. But anyway, I've talked about Beyonce long enough. Um, I'm I not just even 23, to... and I don't look 23. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, so wait, that came out a lot meaner than I thought. You're right. I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. At I, all. But I agree with you. So I, I'm not mad. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, Beyonce's amazing. And so as I was watching this whole thing, I totally forgot that she'll be back next weekend. Like, she will do it again. That's the crazy part. She's going to give us a whole new performance. And that's when I think she'll release music. Because when I went to bed, because the whole performance was, like, 2 a.m. on Saturday. And I was like, I'll be in bed, Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter. Um, but I will catch it in the morning. Um, so, I, But I was also, like, as a Beyonce fan, you go to bed every night not knowing if you'll wake up in, like, a different world because of Beyonce. Because she's – and this is my least favorite what slash a best favorite quality about her um, – she would just drop stuff as if you don't have a life, as if you don't have things to do. I remember when Savannah was <laughs> just for this. I remember when Formation came out. Of, of we were coming feelings. from a lacrosse game, and Olivia texted me and said, Beyonce just released a new song. And the first thing I did was scream. Savannah almost crashes the car and stops it. And she's going, what? What's wrong? What's going on? And I was like, Beyonce just released a new song. And I was expecting you to go, Marcus, you idiot. Don't do that. So you were like, plug it in, plug it in, plug it in. You know what I mean? Like, she was ready. So you just never know <laughs> when she's going to ruin your life, like when she's going to change everything. And when her, when um, Lemonade came out, I think we were still in school. And I was like, Beyonce, I've got like papers to write and I've got things I got to study for. But when she releases something, it has my full attention. I can't focus on anything else. It's a problem. Um, so I think, I think you're blaming Beyonce for my for, yeah, for <laughs> uh, your own poor academic skill. Yeah, 100%. Um, so next weekend, oh, this, oh shit, it's upcoming. It's like a few days. So I'm, I'm hypothesizing that by Monday of next week, we will have at least one new Beyonce track. Um, so I'm excited about that. So I just spent a lot of time talking about that. I'm going to move on. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> anyone who's going to listen to this and has to put up with all of that. Um, so there – oh, this is good news. So you know Alex Jones, the guy who runs that InfoWars show? <sighs> the American justice system is finally working. Um, he's being sued <laughs> for millions of dollars by these two parents who um, you know, lost their children in this massacre because he's been claiming for years that it's all fake, that they're all paid crisis actors and all types of things. Uh, for um, Sandy Hook? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and they're, they are suing the ever-loving shit out of him. Um, and time. They've been so, working on that for a while. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad this is finally moving forward. Um, and so like some people are like, well, like First Amendment, he can say whatever he wants to say, blah, blah, blah. But these parents have been getting death threats and other types of like really weird phone calls. And yeah, because the First Amendment 
is you your can right say, to what, you say want. what you want, but unless that incites violence. Exactly, but then um, also like that doesn't protect you from the potential backlash. You know what I mean? Like if you say something and oh, yeah, everyone absolutely. thinks it's fucking stupid, they're allowed to tell you, "Hey, that's stupid. We Just don't want to." Because you that. have the right to say something does not mean you should. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm glad. Uh. Um, our good sis Justice is going to have a talk with Alex, and I really, really hope he goes to prison. Um, so that would be good for everyone, I think. Um, another thing I want to talk about is so did you guys hear about this guy? I was, he's like a senior in high school. His name is Michael Brown, and he got accepted into like twenty different universities yeah. a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, including all like all the Ivy League ones. So, so he's gotten in twenty accepted and all full, full rides at each of them, and then like thousands of dollars in scholarships from other see you know what (laughs) the read i'm about to give is about people who said that exact same thing um so yeah so then these dusty ass news anchors uh decided to like talk about it on a segment they were like so you guys have heard of the kid who got into 20 colleges and blah 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 well I think it's kind of obnoxious. How dare he? Why would he apply for 20 <laughs> oh, schools okay. and well, blah, 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 and shit like dance. that? And then, so then they were like, he's taking spots away from other kids. That's just not That's how his the college. Spot. He earned that spot. That's not how the college admission process works. It's just, it's just not. You getting a spot doesn't inherently mean someone else lost out on it. Like, like if those kids got on like a wait list or something, it wasn't because, oh, he got there. They just didn't want your ass then. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were like, yeah. hey, maybe try again in a year. We'll get you. But then also, and they, somebody talked about this on a podcast that I listened to, The Read. Um, Crystal made a good, really good point. She was like, um, considering that all the schools he applied to were like top tier schools, it's still an honor to get a wait list from like Harvard. You know what I mean? It's like if Harvard's selling you, hey, just not this year. Maybe try again a little bit. That's still pretty great. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, so I thought they were uh, very, very annoying. And so all these anchors were white, and this kid is black. And it's th- things like this always come up in the news whenever kids of color do anything amazing. There's always – obviously, the majority of the people who hear, they're like, good, good for them. Like, they're, they're, they're doing great things. And a lot of times in the black community, we've always been told, you know, work harder and focus more on education. And, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you could move forward in, you know, life and this and that. And here's a kid who's doing that. He's doing all the things that we are, from a place of ignorance, always told to do. You know what I mean? As if uh, our, quote, unquote, lack of education is somehow – uh, related to the oppressive systems we're under, even though we are co- fast becoming some of the most educated people in this country, but neither here nor there. Um, but here, you know, here he is doing what we have been told all the time, and it's still not enough. You know it's, what I mean? It's getting into the competitive spirit of America. I mean, you can't do something great without someone saying uh, you shouldn't have done that exactly. because I could do that same mm-hmm. thing, and I'm I'm jealous of you, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna attack you yeah. for doing something great. Like yeah. And I, I, I just yeah. thought it was I just thought it was trash. I was like, why can't he just be happy? Like, how come you can't just be happy for him that he worked? Because you obviously have to work super hard to get into college, period. But especially all 20 that you applied for and mm-hmm. get a full ride and get thousands of dollars in other scholarships. So I'm like, how come I, I just don't get why their first thought was let's tear him down let's yeah. let's make it a point of well why is he even doing this it's so obnoxious blah, blah, sour blah. Grapes. exactly and it sounds like uh one of the dusty kids didn't get in and they're <laughs> jealous and that's a personal problem not his um so another thing i want to talk about this is just a side note not really a side note there's these four baboons at this research facility in texas <laughs> And they escaped. Well, that says it all. <laughs> they escaped. <laughs> they like worked together. They got this big fifty-five pound mm-hmm. barrel, rolled it up to the wall, and like climbed on top of it and got the fuck out. <laughs> and I saw this video of this lady who 
she was very calm considering there was a baboon like running down the street but she's recording it as these as the two people who work at the like facility are trying to catch him and this baboon is gone <laughs> but he's not like going super fast he's kind of toying with him a mm-hmm. little bit like he's going slow enough to where they could just catch him but you know like as soon as they run at him he's out but i was just proud of them for working together putting their brains together on that and going we're getting out of here have you ever seen jumanji the original um, one with um, yeah what kind of question is that <laughs> Yes, I've seen Jamal. Never mind. No, 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 no. Continue. I want you to continue. And I meant the, like the scene yeah. where they're driving down the street in a police car, mm-hmm. and the the motorcycle pulls up behind them, and uh-huh. it's got the lights on, and the, they it, like they pull over, and uh, on the, the motorcycle yes, is the monkey. The damn monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Basically, same thing. Um. So I'm just like I don't know. I'm just proud of them. I wish I could write them a letter or give them a phone call and let them know that they did a good job. They got recaptured. So hashtag free my girls because I really don't think they belong there. Um. Let them out. Somebody out there is playing Jumanji. Probably. It's a real game. Yeah. Oh, you mean like in real life? Yeah. That was honestly one of my biggest fears growing up that I would like end up playing a board Get game. Sucked because into also it. that what was that yeah. other movie where they Z- Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad you knew immediately. I, I watched that movie like uh, two months That ago. shit was crazy. Okay. So I'm I'm always afraid of board games like coming to life cuz I I'm bad at board games. So if they come to life <laughs> and it becomes like a life death thing, I'm going to die. Like it's just not going to go well for me unless it's trouble or sorry. I'm very, very good at both of those yeah. games. Um, so yeah. Oh, and Uno. But Uno gets very, very intense. Yeah. You could die in a regular you, game of Uno. <laughs> yeah, that, that is life or death. I, I would argue <laughs> that that is really, exactly really what we're talking about. It can get really, really intense with some Uno. What else I want to talk about? Okay, there was this girl. <laughs> I thought this was just so um, – what's the word I'm looking for? The only way I can describe – it's like it was just, it's, it's a, it gives me a clammy feeling. Like I just feel like – it's just Sleazy? like, like kind of yeah, like no. It was I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I assigned that word to this, but it was just like, what are you talking about? Shut up. Anyway, so it's just one of those obnoxious things where it's like you're trying so hard to like uh, to make it seem like we are like the world isn't conducive to this thought that you're putting forward, but um, it's totally fine. So there's this girl who she took to her se- these senior pictures um, on this bridge in Chattanooga. And so her shirt says, like, you know, uh, for Trump or something like that, which that isn't even, like, the issue in and of itself. Mm. I'm like, that mm-hmm. will excuse whatever. But she's got a gun in her waistband, and she's holding her shirt up. And the caption is, I don't take regular graduation photos. Shut up first of all first of all first of all she was trying to the whole point of don't this you know her second amendment rights Marcus? yeah uh, I'm sorry. um but so first of all she was trying to make it seem like one that we live in a world where um you are oppressed for agreeing with donald trump <laughs> but then also as if we are um as if we're just trying to pull all her guns away so yeah. uh so i, I want to address that second point we are trying to make sure there are less guns out there, but you know what? It's not working. So for you to act as if we are like actively right now taking yeah. your guns away when they are just as available as ever and you can have it no matter what, that's just ass and a half. And then two, I don't know, it was just her trying to be very like, you know, different and mm-hmm. I'm going against the grain when it's like, no, you know, it's crazy. It's sad. But you know, it's crazy. A majority of the country agrees with you. So I, stop I pretending as if like this point of view yeah. is something that is ostracized or marginalized because it's just not. It's just not. And I think off that point, we, exactly what you're saying is that they, they believe that they're uh, in some kind of minority, but also that um, their beliefs are under attack in a way that will incite major change, which mm-hmm. it, it won't because the, I mean, the constitution is the constitution. Mm-hmm. It, it will require repeals over a period of time. And uh, they're really 
provocateurs in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the left, but it's just so dusty. Is not as is not as aggressive as they as they perceive mm-hmm. the left to be. Yeah. Um. And and in some instances they're right, but um. I think taking pictures on a bridge with a gun in your mm-hmm. waistband really. Um, like you're not like like wh- like what are you challenging? You right, know what I mean? Like exactly. <laughs> what are you trying to prove? Um, but then also, um, so I read some of the comments under it, and everyone was like, "That's the worst way to hold a gun. Um, it's not supposed to go there." Like so, she was like, "They were like, what if you you know you go to grab it and take it out, and you actually <laughs> accidentally discharge it? You know what I mean? Yeah, First of all, yourself you're in the leg. literal. Yeah, I, I, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of things that mm. can go wrong with that. Mm. Um, so I was like, cool. I guess that's what we're doing. So I thought she was stupid. Um, but you could tell she just really thought she was, you know. Uh, shaking the girls up with that one, you know what I mean? And it's just like you really didn't. So calm it's down. weird how things like that get around um, and become viral. I mean, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I grew up in small town in Georgia, and I want to get into that later. But um, <laughs> all of, I mean, I used to go to high school with shotgun racks on the back of my truck. I mean, like, oh my you know, like it, that was normal. Uh-huh. Um, and I think now, like that, think about how unsafe that is. Yeah. Just being a citizen of the United States mm-hmm. to go to high school with kids who carry shotguns Thank in the you. back of their truck. High schoolers are crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were them, so we can attest to that. And they just and they have guns. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not that much smarter Thank now. You. you know what I mean? Like, I've changed. Don't get me wrong. I'm grown now. But um, I'm yeah. still pretty reckless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but all right. That covers it for the news today. We are going to get Oof. into some of these questions. So uh, they are a balance between, like I said, this religious topic that we're getting into mm. today. Mm-hmm. And then I also was like, if you just got anything you want to ask me, period, since it is um, the last show that we're doing, then you can go ahead and do that. Right. So, yeah. Um, so the first question, it says, uh, for your show, I'm so glad you're discussing religion on campus. I'm agnostic and often feel like my opinions on religion mm. aren't expressed at Barry or even welcome. That being said, I suppose what I'd like to ask is, do y'all think I'm going to hell? Nah, my real question is, does it offend people who are Christian <laughs> when I express my beliefs? For example, my belief that Jesus probably existed but wasn't the son of God. Does discussing that make people uncomfortable? Thanks, Marcus. So uh, I'm you clearly got something to say. Yeah, I'm going to take this um, – field this question mm-hmm. so uh, as someone who i i've been atheist for uh, about two years i've mm-hmm. been and i was agnostic at least in some sense beforehand mm-hmm. and i think that expressing your beliefs and i want i wanted to come on the show and talk about this this is my first time really being publicly publicly atheist mm-hmm. um and i believe what i believe to my core mm-hmm. that there is no God and I'm not here to sway anybody's opinion mm-hmm. on that. But as and an I think ag- that's like often important to know, cause I think a lot of people when right. they hear the word atheist or agnostic, it, they automatically assume that asshole. you're trying to oh, yeah, asshole yeah. and that they're, that, you know, you're trying to convince them to also believe what you believe. Yes. And I think there are people like that on both sides of the fence. So Absolutely. if so, someone who is, yeah. you know, might be Christian or Muslim or something like that, they come up to you and then they learn, oh, you're atheist. And then everything they're saying from that point point is trying you're to convince you. Them. Exactly. You're too you different from them and you can't uh, reconcile yeah. in some sense or way. Yeah. So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. But uh, being an agnostic and, um, and I, w- <laughs> I would encourage you to maybe try and search those questions that you're having uh, deeper because there are answers that you can find for yourself that are maybe not universally true, but mm-hmm. I found things that are true for myself and, yeah. and I believe those things uh, relatively. Yeah. Um, it's a very formative type thing. Too. Right. I think it's, I think it's really, really important. Sometimes right. I, I, I think maybe I think a little too much about the universe and yeah. what's going on and all that. And that's a totally different topic. <laughs> um, but I, I really began to find myself and kind of my sense and my purpose exactly. when I started questioning yeah. in that and way as well. And that's uh, getting your bearings in the universe is uh, uh, 
inherently humanistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, trying to figure out where we are on this little on this floating ass rock yeah, in, in the, the middle, middle of, of the nothing. universe in the um, middle of a bunch of other universes that's crazy that's and, stressful and that and that itself is uh, on your way to knowing the truth um i don't think we'll ever get there but mm -hmm. asking those questions is important whether you believe or you don't uh even if you are a christian or a muslim or believe in abrahamic uh, mm -hmm. god that you should ask those questions um because even if you don't agree with them they will strengthen your faith mm -hmm. in some sense or another if you truly believe um but getting back to the, his their question mm -hmm. i won't say who yeah, uh, no his idea. or she um they uh <laughs> they ask if it's offensive to mm -hmm. express your views and the answer is without a doubt yes everything that you say against religion is in itself offensive and i, I want to talk about this for a second uh -huh. so there's a, a taboo that society has built mm -hmm. around criticizing religion yeah um specifically christianity because that's what i am familiar with that's yeah. where i grew up and it's predominant you know where we right. are in here in america and yeah, hell all the, over the world the reason this is is because as a christian and i grew up very fun uh, fundamentalist mm -hmm. uh in a uh, rural town in georgia so i i understand the the doctrine is that the what they believe is the Bible is law, mm -hmm. is the word of God. And, and when you attack that, you, uh, in, a, in a sense, attack all of their core beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and what happens when, when that happens is, uh, so say I told you that the laws of physics were wrong, mm -hmm. right? You would back up and then become aggressive towards that, my own belief. Mm -hmm. And then we, hit a, we get bogged down in some kind of weird finite argument uh -huh. uh, about nothing that really matters yeah um and i think that the problem is that on uh, both on a an atheist side and a christian side is christians don't want to doubt that god is real mm -hmm. and atheists don't want to believe that they're wrong uh -huh. and what happens is we can't reconcile into a, a discourse that is mm -hmm. yeah and productive. i think that's a i think it's another thing too i, d I don't think we and it's not not we as in us but like society i think mm -hmm. we automatically associate discourse with like attack it's like why can't right. we you know discuss this and you know both share our points of view on it without it being perceived oh you're attacking my faith or oh you're attacking you know my lack of faith mm -hmm. so i think i think it's going to be important i guess like moving forward you know as we go off in our lives to really kind of make people think about that about how just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't automatically mean it's an attack you know what i mean right absolutely um and and of course uh if you know anything about atheism, so specifically within the past 15, 20 years, it's a new atheist, which is, you know, Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, uh, uh, Dean Dennett, and um, Dr. Dawkins, Sam so none of these Dawkins. They, they're, they they're, all sound like white men. Are they all white men? Oh, they are. I and they are um, unfortunately very aggressive mm -hmm. with their beliefs. So they, they claim themselves to be anti-theists. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they are very poor uh people to look at an atheist and say yeah, that's what you were like right yeah so i i and i would i read their books and i subscribe to them i didn't bring anything with me today because they <laughs> they're so aggressive yeah, jeb has like three books y'all um, <laughs> just so you know at home uh and they're they're not an accurate representation so i reading them for me because i agree with them mm -hmm. is 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 uh is easy and i can understand but uh to someone who is agnostic or christian that is blatantly an attack, mm -hmm. and you you can't uh, read one of those <laughs> books without 
automatically forming a position against. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I think, think that's that, a problem that we run across. Yeah, and I think that's what makes me um, uncomfortable with the whole thing too, because I don't consider myself, you know, a Christian or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mostly because, you know, I like when I was growing up, when I really started to, um, you know, think about that and kind of come to terms with that, especially when I was real, when I realized I was gay. I um, was well, actually it was that part was easy actually like reconciling that because I was just like <laughs> what you want me to do yeah. <laughs> okay I just what I'm supposed to that's do that's amazing uh, yeah, yeah so that was so that part was pretty easy to reconcile but then you know you're teenagers you listen to a bunch of Lana Del Rey then you go is God real but just because I'm super dramatic um <laughs> but but yeah so like that was easy t- for me to um reconcile and go okay well then that particular faith might not be for me because one thing that i don't like that people do and they do this with all religions but we're talking in the context of christianity because that's what we experience Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. is they pick and choose they do a lot of picking and choosing about what's in the book what i'm going to follow what i'm not going to follow blah 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 and you know that that book says hey two men i just don't see it i don't know you know what i mean so so me you know growing up i read that and i was like okay cool that's what this said i clearly am gay then this isn't the thing for me you know what i mean so i was able to just step away from that and go okay cool and i think we have to approach it um in, in that kind of way that at the end of the day your personal beliefs are just that personal you know what i mean so just because you believe something in your world yeah that's that's the end all be all that's the root of stuff that's the beginning and the end but for you to operate as if that's how it inherently is for everyone else i think that's where that conflict comes in that's where yes. the, that's where the a problem arises mm-hmm. because then you know we discuss a topic and you know your core value is this and my core value is that but one thing that i've run into because so like i said i i don't consider myself a believer in that way um but i don't i've never i do my best to not make anybody feel like they are stupid or that they are mm-hmm. less than for being a believer because the way i see it like, like i said a few minutes ago we're on this rock we're in space, um, yep. and that's big as hell. And there are a bunch of other things out there. And that there's can, multiple universes. Exactly, and that yeah. can get real existential really, really fast. It gets really hard to understand. Exactly. Like, the so, you go out, so yeah. the way I see it is, who am I to tell you that you can't believe in what you believe in if that if that helps you? Because at the end of the day, that's what any ideological mm-hmm. I- ideology I- ideology or religion is. It's you making sense of the world. You know what I mean? Yep. Making sense of the world around you, the things that happen to you, and stuff like that. So who am I? The same per- living the, living on the same mm-hmm. planet you are in the same circumstances-ish, you know what I mean? Um, who am I to say to you, you can't believe that way? And what I've run into, sadly, is although I'm giving that grace to people, they aren't giving the same thing. You know what I mean? So like the, the minute they right. hear, oh, you're, you know, you're not a Christian, they turn you off. Like they're either not listening to you yep. or it turns into this, let me make an attempt to convert you. And then a, a, a lot of times it's, well, you know, what went wrong? What happened? Is there like, was there something traumatic in your yes. life that made you yes. this and that? And I'm, and what I don't get is why can't it just be that I just don't believe that? I want to, I want to talk about that experience on, on campus specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, <laughs> this is all from one question. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, we could talk for hours and hours we and hours really could, about yeah. this. So, um, w- what I want to talk about is how I became agnostic, and really this stems from uh, finding my place in the universe, uh-huh. as you say. Uh, and I was reading, you know, the Bible, uh, and I was part of a church group, and I was reading some things that uh, didn't quite translate to me, and I thought, I don't really subscribe to this, mm-hmm. um, and I want to know why. Mm-hmm. Like, w- And then from that, I stemmed to what is... Uh, what is this place that we are in earth, mm-hmm. the universe? And then 
what if there isn't a God, mm-hmm. right? And you have to ask yourself that's that like a, this is a very scary thought, especially right. like when what you, if you grow up kind of immersed in that kind of yeah. religious world. That's a scary thought to have. Like, to well, head. then life has no meaning, mm-hmm. um, which it does. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we keep living yeah. and uh, you can do good in the time that you are in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not always have to be forward thinking, looking at the door um, of death mm-hmm. because we should live now. But and then getting onto campus. Right. So as an atheist, I, I have a few atheist friends mm-hmm. like uh, people that you and I both know. Mm-hmm. And then um, I have some agnostic friends. And I think a lot See, of people but you know what's even crazy. Like even now, you were you like you wanted to I could, you wanted to say those names, but, you know, it comes it, it would come with so much backlash. Right. For those people to be yeah, out. Exactly. You know I, mean? I don't want to if you had to come out. You know what I mean? I don't want to name somebody and, and, and have I'm I'm assuming this risk myself uh-huh. by coming on the show, but I don't want to put anybody else out there for people listen to it you're okay (laughs) ah it's fair but um and i think (laughs) i uh i am surrounded by people of faith Mm -hmm. and what happens is when i when i they they can say to me um oh god works in mysterious ways and Mm -hmm. they they, uh, various quips that we all are familiar with uh, referring to the bible or god and in that moment i feel like I'm not not oppressed, but I can't mm-hmm. express my own. I can't be like oh, God's not real mm-hmm. because that's rude, right? Yeah, but then also but like it's you perceived as rude. Yeah, so. you recognize that also that you are you are in the minority opinion. Yes, you know what I mean. And um, this one thing I know it's minority, and <laughs> it's, it's not a, it's not a good space to occupy sometimes. So yeah. people might not, and this is what I wish people would get when minorities are talking about stuff because people will say, well, no one explicitly was racist to you, or no one was yeah. explicitly sexist to you, or something like that. And I want to clear they, up though, real quick. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm not equating atheism to the plights of race. Yeah, or no, no, sex. no, no. I, I, I just think, um, I, 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 I think there's <laughs> parallels. Yeah, in in that. In, in occupying a minority space because, uh, yeah, like I said, although no one will um, overtly say something mm-hmm. to you, there are just a lot of small things that make you feel like, you know, your opinion on that is just it's just not valued. And, th- and also yes. that it's not wanted, especially it's not like, wanted yeah. is a very important thing, because when I am in a conversation generally with groups, mm-hmm. not necessarily with one on one people uh, are more able to have a conversation but in Mm -hmm. in groups if i if i say something that is inherently atheistic Mm -hmm. you get stares and people get uncomfortable yeah Yeah, and and, very dead people uh, that is the worst thing they just get quiet and i'm like it doesn't have to change anything that we were just talking about exactly what i mean we can still keep talking if i think if you can logically and this has to go with a, a little bit of philosophy if you can logically defend yourself i think that you have a right to say what you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, if I say something that challenges you and your first instinct is to remain quiet, then maybe you want to explore that a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, because when I say something, I know exactly what I mean by it. Mm-hmm. And if you challenge me on that, I would be able to at least defend it to myself logically. Maybe I'm flawed externally, mm-hmm. but like in my own belief i am able to defend that but yeah. if i if you challenge me on my belief and i and i'm like well, well that's just what i believe mm-hmm. well then that's not uh, really a belief that's yeah. a perception yeah and uh you can't really uh judge someone on their on on their perceptions yeah you, you have you have to delve deeper into the truth mm-hmm. um and so maybe let's try and answer another yeah. question we've been that talking crazy. about that one for a while <laughs> that was a long <laughs> one uh there are more than that are like well yeah we covered a lot so maybe we won't have to go through all of these. This one, I also want the answer to because you know what? Some of y'all are fake. Um, and by y'all, this this question specifically mentions Christians, but I just mean people. 
Um, why does the Christian community shun gays and or why do they make homosexuality appear as worse than any other sin when all sins like stealing an apple or fornicating are all considered equal in the eyes of God? So I think this question gets into what I was just talking right, about how right. you so there, I think this is a really, really good question So because I, I think it addresses a couple different things. So it one gets into, again, that whole assuming that what you believe is the basis. Mm-hmm. So right then, right then, they, just said, they said homosexuality is a sin just as any other. I don't believe that. You know what I mean? I do not assign right. to that belief. Right. You know what I mean? So that in and of itself shows how th- their thinking is, you know, this is my base, but, um, but you know, you, you were, you were no, wor- you were doing no worse of a sin than anyone else, but we're already on different pages because you think it's a sin and I don't think anything I'm doing is wrong. I would, I would also like to say, so yes, the Bible has passages that are inherently homophobic, but how many Christians generally have read those passages themselves and delved into that. So they, they subscribe to that belief mm-hmm. without even really knowing where yeah. it came from. And I think the same way none of us read the terms and agreements of things yeah, we sign up exactly. for. I don't know. If you have, kudos to you. The Bible's <laughs> a big book, okay? And aren't there two versions? Although it's I, a big book. There's a lot in there. If so you read it and you be- still three? believe. If, 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 you count, if, you count, if you count the Mormons, there's three. We don't count the Mormons. If you read... If you read <laughs> the Bible in its entirety and come to the conclusion that that is the basis of morality, then maybe uh, that's not the correct path that you want to be on. Um, just it, inherently, it, yeah. it is inciting slavery, mm-hmm. homophobia. Uh, oh, that's something I want to talk about. Inequality. Too. So this is, and again, so yeah, this is more of a, a critique. Of, well, no, no. Yeah, no, this is what uh, Spain and the Pope and all that. Anyway. <laughs> so this that this is something that really really bothers me um, that I don't get and I wish more people would like think about it on so like like you were saying if they could you know think about it and then come to the end of it and you know defend it to themselves and that's then that's then that's good but I don't think anyone's doing this but specifically in the black religion is very 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 deeply ingrained in the black community and if you do you know some research on history you learn that's because you know we were brought over here mm. and you know, any of our, any of the religions that we had over there were taken away from us and Mm -hmm. we were handed the Bible. We were handed the Bible and told, you know, God this and God that, and, you know, God wants you to work and do well and, you know, you live your life and you'll go to heaven, this and that. But that wasn't what we as a people, you know what I mean, originally believed, especially in that Western part of Africa where millions of, if you know, you get towards the Eastern side over towards Ethiopia and whatnot, that'd be a different discussion. Right. But but talking about where, you know, a majority of slaves that ended up in America and the Caribbean, you know, in South America, a majority of those people came from places where Christianity had not reached. You know what I mean? Was not there. But we were taken from over there and handed, you know, this book mm-hmm. and told, this is it. This is law now. So I inherently don't always understand why, as a people, we are so. Because even, so, yeah. you know, between coming out or um, even when I came up to college, the first thing my grandmother said is, what, what church are you going to? Are you going to church? Yes. You know yep. what I mean? And I was like, well, my reading, you played yourself because I never told you I yeah. was going to church. Uh, but also, I could be the most devout Christian in the world. I just can't get up early like that. And I don't have the attention span to sit through something like that. You know what I mean? Yep. So I was like, either way, my reading, this question was never going to give you the answer you wanted. <laughs> um, that's what church do you go to? I remember that. Yeah, you oh. know what I mean? Like the first thing she asked. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. So that 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 always, that that is always a really, I wanna, not sore point, but I'm I'm definitely confused by you know, why as a people we are so deeply attached to that idea right. as if that's how it's always been. And if you divert from that in any way, you face a lot of backlash well, in the community. I, again, you, you, uh, African-Americans were brought 
well, they were an American, but then mm-hmm. they were brought to America, handed the Bible, and they believed that, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but only after getting rid of yeah. any gods and, and that then, they had And then forcibly. But it yeah. wasn't like, oh, we, yeah, okay, cool, we like the book. I want to yeah. posit something real quick. Oh, so, girls, he's got stuff highlighted. Go ahead. Oh, I'm not. I, I <laughs> But, okay, so <laughs> say we forget all religion, all monotheisms. Uh, we just we don't have any of that in our past, right? Uh-huh. And we're still in the, in the world that we are in. Mm-hmm. Um, we're an empirical society. We believe in science and testing and what we can tangibly perceive mm-hmm. as being true. If a man in Brazil uh, claimed that he was the son of a virgin and then uh, contracted 12 men to follow him around, and claim to heal people of diseases that we know are not healable without medicine, uh, and then died and claimed to come back. Uh, no one would really believe that. Uh, if you get rid of religion from its past, from its historical context, mm-hmm. people would think that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that you should take into consideration that children are taught the Bible very early mm-hmm. on, but if you were taught this as an adult, you would say, no, he can't, yeah. he can't levitate. He can't defy death yeah. because we know after thousands, thousands of years uh-huh. of human death that you can't come back yeah, once from that's, once that. You're going, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I think that what you're saying is absolutely right, that you, just because it's taught does not make it true. Mm-hmm. And, and I would also think it's important to recognize that uh, a lot of religion is based on faith. You know what I mean? So I think I don't think there are going to be any Christians who are like, um, we can empirically prove, you know, any of these things, you know, blah blah blah. But and and, and which makes right. sense, you know what I mean? Like yes, they're not supposed yeah. to because the point of religion is it's based on faith. It's about things you cannot see, which I think that in and of itself. So this is I think that in and of itself is is kind of poetic, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> uh, there are a lot of things in this world like oxygen you know what i mean we can't see oxygen but we know we breathe it and it keeps us alive things like that or love or love you know what i mean so there are so many so yeah so i don't want this to come off as if you know we're saying uh yeah anyway um so a lot of that is 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 based on faith and there's nothing wrong i think at least in you know believing in something or adhering to something that Mm -hmm. you cannot you know physically touch or you know actually see or anything like that atheism is not disproving god there is no Argument to be made mm-hmm. to disprove God. The mm-hmm. only thing that atheism does is question whether or not God exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think th- I think that's that's what shakes people up, and that's yes. why they're so like you know. And so the burden of truth, of proof, is generally um, the burden of proof is generally put on atheists to mm-hmm. disprove God. Yeah. But we are not the ones making claims about the universe mm-hmm. uh, in a sense that there is a spiritual being watching over us. Mm-hmm. Um, that was made by the monotheisms. And it's not our job to disprove God. Yeah. It's their job to prove God. Okay. And so all we're doing is providing reasonable doubt. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that we can all understand that because our laws are based on reasonable, reasonable doubt. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's an interesting point. Yeah. Uh, and. I, I don't know, really know where I was going away from that. But <laughs> that <laughs> happens on this show all the I time. I kind of lost that train of thought a little bit, but I think I got my point across. But yeah. So, yeah, we got we really did, we delved into that. But let's get into some lighter questions. Let's do that. Uh, <laughs> so, Marcus, um, you are a new friend of mine that we've made uh, an acquaintance this semester, um, really. And then we became friends over uh-huh. time. We still don't have each other's numbers. Yeah, no. I told Jeb um, – 
I don't want you with my number because <laughs> I don't want you to. Jeb only contact me over Snapchat, and that's how I want it. <laughs> if it's that, I mean, now you yeah. can have my number. But well, my original think, that's fair too. Yeah. My original thinking was, there is nothing Jeb has to say to me that's so important. He got to text me. Send me a snap. Send me a. Is that rude? Kinda. Um, but not, if I, not if I don't think. <laughs> but it's yeah. Rude. So then Jeb also yeah. agreed. He was like, "You don't have my number either." You know what I mean? So it worked. It worked out. None of us have. Neither of us have asked for each other's. Exactly, numbers. and it works and out that way. Anyways, the point that I'm getting to is that um, I, I think that we've had very honest and open discussions over the past few weeks that yeah. I've really enjoyed. Um, I think that we came at each other very uh, aggressively. I used to want to fight Jeb yeah, all the time. Constantly. Because um, Jeb liked to get slick out the mouth. And y'all know I'm volatile. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't and here's the thing. Marcus is also slick out the mouth. I am. So That is fair. But uh, I own that. Anyways, <laughs> the, the point is that you're leaving in two weeks. <gasps> what are you talking Shut up. <laughs> you're yeah, right. I, I, I mean, I mean... Other people who are in your class are leaving uh-huh, in two weeks. That's and what I hear. You're with them. Okay. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Um, what's that like, man? What's that like? Oh, you're asking me a question. Yeah. You know what's crazy? That's what one of the questions on here was. Uh, you know, how do you think? What are your opinions on Barry? Like as you're graduating now, that's you know four years later. Like, what do you feel about it? So, um, I used to be really, really nervous about it. I've, I'm kind of reflecting now, uh, thinking about kind of the different emotions I've been going through for the last, you know, ten months. Um, it's been a wild ride because you kind of, there's not really anything that anyone can do to prep you for this. Like people, college preps you, I guess, in a physical way to kind of graduate because it's like, you know, they teach you how to yeah. apply for jobs and running you know, miles and, yeah, and doing and pushups and such. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> graduating is physically demanding. For who? Is there, a, <laughs> is, there, is there a PE test for this? Because I'm not going to pass. I'm not going to graduate <laughs> if that's the case. Anyway. We'll there's only one way. Oh, my God. I really hope there isn't. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, but they can't – what no one preps you for is the emotional part of it. So I had to, for a while, I was very upset with the American education system. I was like, how dare you make me go somewhere for four years have me make all these good friends and then tell me I gotta go. What what kind of what kind of bullshit is that? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Especially during such like a formative time at like high school. Whatever. Sucked. I'm glad that Agreed. was gone. Yeah. Um but college, this has been fun. This has been a hoot and a half. And you just tell me I just gotta get up and go. That's crazy. Um but I've gotten but I think once you hit around these last couple of months and we've got some other seniors in here so you guys can attest to this or not. But you get to these last couple of months and it's like yeah, this has been fun, and, and, and this lifestyle has also been kind of fun. Also a mess because we are constantly doing work and whatnot. But you kind of feel like – but I've I've spread my wings as far as I can in this space because at the end of the day, it is a finite space, and I, mm. I've, only, I've done everything and gotten everything out of this that I can. Um, so I've also – this is something I've been working on this week in particular, um, trying to, like, embrace – not knowing what's going to happen. So it's like you can have a plan, you can have a job lined up, you can have an apartment and this and that. But at the end of the day, oh, which hope. none of those things I have yeah. except a job-ish. Um, but, I have one of those things. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you, you really don't know how that's going to go. You don't know what that's going to look like. You don't know what shape that's going to take. And I was also where I, I kind of get worried about, you know, what kind of person will I become? Like I, I like myself a lot right now. You know what I mean? There's some things I, I feel oh. like I, I want to work on. Do but you? yeah, I've only mentioned it 30,000 times. <laughs> um, but I'm, I mean, you know, but I'm, I'm happy with the space I'm in right now. And although I've got the same stressors and the same crazy things going on, um, I've taken more of just a, not a, like, I don't want to say passive because it's kind of just like I'm letting the world happen to me. But, you know, you can't stress and focus about every little thing. So I, I've been really trying to focus on that. So I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm a little nervous because 
especially when it comes to like maintaining friendships, just because we all leave thinking, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep these things yeah, up and I'm going to yeah. do that. But, and I know in high school it didn't really happen like that, but I've also been realizing that if you truly want that, you can put that effort forward and you can make right. that thing happen. Um, and I also think we have to be cognizant that like friendships are going to look different and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like if I, if I gauged how close we are, um, you know, by how much time we spend together. Well, if you're in a different city and I'm in a different city and you work a different schedule, you know, I mean, things like that. There's, there's physically no way for us to recreate the type of relationship we would have had here. Yeah. And that's okay. Like it's Especially okay on for a campus like this. Exactly. It's yeah. okay for relationships to grow and change and to take different shape. So I've, I've been really trying to em- embrace that as well. Um, and really get into that. So I kind of realized today that it's two weeks, you know what I mean? Um, I looked at the calendar. I was like, wow. Like, yeah. Dead ass, people like, are graduating. In yeah. Like weeks, a fortnight yeah. and that's it. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Um, and it usually that would freak me out. I'd just be like, <laughs> but this time I was like, cool. What, let's what do advice it. would you give to uh, an underclassman or uh, what advice would you give to a junior going into their senior year? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, one thing that's always been really, really important for me that I, I find myself telling other people to do a lot, but I'm mm-hmm. also, I have to like work on, I, I've had to work on it myself. And I think it's something like we'll, we'll, we always will work on to a certain extent, but like just being you, you know what I mean? Like I think, which I know sounds very cliche and like a very like, you know, standard answer, but there is so much power in like just being who you are and not shrinking yourself for anybody else and not constantly thinking about how other people are perceiving you or how they're digesting, which you know, it's inherently human to do that. Like we all do that. It's fine. But it's it's so important why it is giving me a silent snap of approval. <laughs> um, it's it's really, really important to to yeah, to, to be you, but then on the on the same side of that to stand for something. I've just come across way too many people who stand for absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they 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 are they are inherently apolitical about things yep. that it, it it confuses me when people are apolitical about they say things it, like oh it doesn't matter exactly to me. and I'm like well it, it, it does so like it even if it doesn't like yeah. directly affect you it doesn't you should directly be, affect you. yeah you know you should be you should be concerned about so there are so many issues that I talk about that do not directly affect me but as a as from one human to another I am concerned about you know your treatment in that way you mm-hmm. know what I mean and I and I think that's how how we should all be that's a different conversation anyway but the, i guess the advice but yeah be do you want to go for another hour and a half yeah absolutely it, yeah. not <laughs> i only got four hours of sleep last night i need a nap um but yeah i don't know i think i think yeah that's what i'm saying i think it's just very very important to be you but then also i was i've been very very lucky to have a fantastic group of friends you know mm-hmm. what i mean um for the, from the ones i met at the beginning to the new ones that i've made something that I've been really, really trying to embrace because I'm very quick on making snap judgments sometimes, not all the time, but every once in a while I can, I'm, I make a snap judgment about a person or about an activity or about an idea. And I'm like, I'm not going to like that. I wouldn't like that. This isn't something I would enjoy. And I, lately I've been very much about, you know, just putting myself into that space mm-hmm. and then going from there, not going off of my initial judgment going, well, let's see, let's hear it out. Let's see what it's about. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's gotten me so many new experiences. It's gotten me so many new friends and it's, it's really helped me understand myself a lot more too. I think having that group of friends and I, I, we've talked about this, but uh-huh. I just found really a group of friends that I felt comfortable with. Uh-huh. And, and it's that so important. Changes your, your life so yeah. much in such a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they, they challenge you in yeah. ways that you wouldn't, like you said, you wouldn't have those experiences if you mm-hmm. didn't have those kinds of good friends. Yeah. And I think that um, as a college student, that is something that really makes 
college yeah college. exactly and it, 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 it makes you think and it also like teaches you how to how to care for other people i don't right. think that's yeah. something that we are as a society are good at i think a lot of us suffer in silence about so many things and it's like I, I do my best to normalize talking about your feelings and, and, and opening up opening up about what's going on. And I you include it, you know what I mean? I get some backlash sometimes. I'm like, hey, let's talk about it. And you know, sometimes people are like, No, no, I don't, I don't wanna talk about it. I don't wanna do it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, why? Like, why not? Like, let it out. Let these mm. things get out and process them. But but yeah, so like going back to the whole friend thing, it it, it really I think it teaches you how to be human. Cause I think mm. inherently, you know, we are meant to be connected to one another and we are meant to, you know, um, talk to each other and express our thoughts and things like that. And then another thing I also mm-hmm. want to encourage people to do is to express yourself. Um, there are so many little ways. I kind of thought about this last semester, but I was like, I was just looking around. And I was like, wow, life really is art. There are so many little things that we do that are reflective of who we are inside. You know what I mean? Whether it be the color shirt you wear or how you do your hair or the color nail polish you put on or what color shoes you buy or what you match with this certain outfit or the kind of music you listen to, the TV you watch, the way you go to sleep even. You know what I mean? These mm-hmm. are all reflective of who we are as a person. And I, I, I think it's important for us to not stifle that. I usually don't agree with Kanye West, but he's been tweeting a lot <laughs> about this very same uh, subject actually, matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, do you? Like, don't let anyone hold you back. Don't let anyone tell you that, you know, you can't be who you are. And I've, I, I've had people, t- you know, try to tell me for a long time, you can't be who you are. You cannot be this way. This isn't okay. We don't agree with it. We don't like it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm and, th- and thinking back on it now, and all those times, I kept thinking um, that I was letting them win, that I that I, maybe I was making myself smaller. Maybe I wasn't being who I was. But now that I'm older, I'm able to look back and go, no, like this whole time I've been very clear. Even if I hadn't uh, um, actualized it myself or hadn't, you know, s- said it out loud or verbalized it, this whole time I had been living in that way where yep. I am me. And I'm allowed to do that. Like I don't need your permission. As long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. Exactly. That's at the end of the day. If I'm not hurting you, there is John Locke. Everyone. (laughs) If I'm not hurting you, then you should have nothing to say about what I'm doing. If I'm not causing you any pain, anyone else any physical pain, you should have nothing. But what's also crazy is those people who do. You might be a libertarian, Marcus. I don't. Please don't say that to me (laughs) ever again. Shut your mouth. Thank you. Um. But anyway, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of what I. That's what I. I guess that's what I would say to someone coming up. Just be. Just be open and emotional and, you know, cry and scream <laughs> and, and dance and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, sorry we didn't get to a lot of these questions. Some of these are actually really good, but that's okay. Uh, we, have, we, we could have, like, eight more podcasts. We really could. Um, but who's got the time for that? I, um, can I say one thing yeah. uh, before we end this? Yeah. Uh, if you are agnostic or atheist or religious and you were interested in the talk that we had today, please come find me. I'd love to talk yes, about Yes, definitely it, reach out. It really helps uh, – if you bl- if you are uh, f- feeling that you can't express your uh, views, um, it really helps to get them out with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it doesn't come to any kind of fruition um, mm-hmm. with your friends or anything, it, it does help to get that out. So yeah. please, if and you I want to you, come find me, please. Yeah, and I think you made a good point. You were saying you directed that also to Christians too. So if you are a Christian and you you know heard some of these things and you want to come and discuss it, I think – it's, it's a good opportunity for you as well because then you have an opportunity to walk away stronger in your faith. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like you might come absolutely. to this conversation and like Jed was saying, getting things out helps you kind of, you know, lay out why you believe what you believe mm-hmm. and you could potentially walk away having, having gained a deeper relationship with your God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, that's it's something that can be beneficial for, for everybody. We involved. all can learn. We all can learn from every conversation. That we yeah, have, so. exactly. So, uh, yeah, this was a bit of a more, uh, somber tone, uh, for this podcast, but I figure, uh, one, 
who cares um and then two why not go out on like a, a topic that I, I find myself talking about a lot and thinking about a lot and you know really considering and you know just contemplating um but i want to thank everybody for listening for these last couple of weeks um i wasn't really expecting this to be something that i enjoyed as much as i have i thought it would be fun to do and to just kind of get my feet wet and see what it was like and this has been fun this has uh been a really really good time it's been a way for me to just come in and you know discuss pop culture the way i want to and bring my different friends on and get to hear um their experiences so i definitely do thank you guys for listening shout out to ivy right she listens to every single episode there's not a single episode this girl has not heard it's only like eight but um but but <laughs> seven <laughs> This is the seventh. Um, but like every single week, she goes, I enjoyed the podcast this week. Here's what I enjoyed about it. Or or if it's like not up when it's supposed to be up, she'll say, hey, where's, where, where's the podcast? I, I'm trying to listen to it this week. You know what I mean? Mm. So shout out to Ivy Wright. Uh, thank you so much for constantly being a good listener. Thank you to everyone else who has listened and to anybody who encouraged me to do this. This has been fun. Um, who knows? This might be the last time I ever step in front of a microphone to do a podcast. Or maybe I'll do another oh, one no. later in my life. <laughs> I was that like a fake no like oh please stop it's up for you to determine okay um anyway um but yeah I guess I'll s- s- talk to you guys later bye